In a moment, we're going to be hearing from Jamie Malcolm. And for those of you who don't know who Jamie is, he's a, he's a speaker, he's an author, he's, um, he's been on a number of different networks over the years, and I think he's on Channel 7 at this, at this time. But he is such a fun guy, filled with so much life. But one thing I love about him is he's a man filled with faith, who loves Jesus. And I know today, this morning in this place, He's got a message that's going to bless us. So I encourage you, church, let's lean in because uh, as we lean in, God will speak to us. So let's stand to our feet and welcome Jamie Malcolm. Thanks, Josh. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, it's so good to see you. Best looking people in the world. I thought people were good looking in Sydney. Oh my gosh. You guys look amazing. Have you had work done? You look amazing. Don't. Someone was like, well, <laughs> nothing you'd notice. Let's pray. Father, thanks for this morning on that note. Uh, God, I thank you that you're alive, you're well, you're fun. You're just awesome. You're funny. My God, you, you crack me up sometimes, God. We love you. We praise you. We thank you this morning that there's new life in this place. There's new health in this place. There's something about God. God is new all the time. I can't figure that out biologically or metaphysically. I don't know how this works. But every time you step into His presence, it's new. And you get renewed. The Bible says you get into His presence and you get renewed, which means you get made new again. How does that even work? Who cares? Father, this morning, as we step into your presence, we expect to be made new again, refreshed mentally, physically, relationally, God, made new again. Energy, Father, for not just today, not just the week, not just the year, but for the rest of our lives, God. We thank you this morning that you are going to draw us nearer to you. I believe whenever, and I'm believing for this, when every single person leaves this place, they're going to feel nearer to God than they have done in years, in years. Today, we leave the past behind. We embrace what you got for us today. In Jesus' name, we love you. Everybody said, amen. We love you. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, you guys are amazing. Have a seat. Relax. No, don't relax just yet. I kind of relax. Hand for the band, though. What a band. You guys are amazing. I walked in and I thought, you got Darlene Check singing? Just, man, you guys. Looks a little bit, a little bit, eh? Gosh, stepping it up. Hey, thanks so much for having me here. Um, I'm so blessed, so wanted to be here. This is one of my favorite churches in the world. You guys are so alive, so on fire, so... You live in such a beautiful place as well. I can't go past. It's ridiculous. And the traffic's pretty good. I know some of you go, no, it's not bad. It's such a beautiful place. And your pastors, Pastor John and Danielle, um, uh, I've loved those guys for so many years. I love it when Pastor John comes and preaches at Oxford Falls. He's anointed. He's powerful. But he's so normal. He's like a dude. He's like a powerful dude. And I, and I love it. I love people like that. I always have. They were the people when I first came to church that I met. And I was like, I want to be like you. You're like a normal dude, successful in everyday life. Yet you know God and you love God. I don't know how it works, but I want to be like him. And can I just say also, you guys are amazing. And, and I sometimes, I forget to say this, but I know what it's like sitting in church. And we'll sometimes, sometimes have a pastor come to preach. And they'll say, hey, your leaders are great. 
And I'll go, yeah, they are. And sometimes I go, but what about me? Can I just say, you guys are great. You're incredible. Because, I mean, I live, you know, I do the same. I get to speak sometimes, but I've got a job. I've got three kids and I live a normal life. And I know what it's like. And I know how hard it is to get to the house of God sometimes, right? And sometimes you've got to juggle a lot of stuff. So bless you. You're blooming amazing. For those of you that just, yeah, you got something in your heart this morning that said, you know, to heck with it. I'm going to go to the house of God. I know how hard it is to get this to this place sometimes and to push through negative thoughts and to push through a crazy week and to still get here. And you're amazing. Still walking with God. Still got a dream in your heart. Still full of faith. And I want to say, you know, you're incredible. So well done to you. Hey, um, I want to share a message with you this morning. Is that all right? Well, I hope so. No. Okay, we've got nothing else. I'm going to do some mimes. Oh, I've got nothing else. I never did mine. This message is called, Who Have You Been Talking To? I'll set it up quickly. It's in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. And uh, God's created everything. And then he created the garden. And then he put a tree in the garden. And he said, Adam, you can do whatever you want. Don't eat fruit from that tree. If you do that, everything's going to get really weird. So just don't do that. So what does Adam do? He does that. I always go, God, you shouldn't have put the tree there in the first place. But anyway, another story. But so Adam does that. And now the Bible says this. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So Adam and Eve in the garden, and they hear the Lord. They hear about the presence of God. They know that the presence of God is close. And then the saddest scripture in the whole Bible, this next bit. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. They heard God was near. So they pulled back. Somebody invited you to the house of God and you pulled back. Somebody said, hey, why don't you come over for dinner? And you knew the presence of God was there. So you pulled away. Someone says, hey, come and join our connect group. But You knew the presence of God was there, so you pulled away. They hid from God in the bushes. And I'm not talking here just now. I was saying this this morning. It might not be that you're hiding completely in the bushes from the presence of God, but something happened this week that made you just pull away, retreat from the presence of God. And you might be sitting here this morning and you're not 100% arms around God going, let's run God, but you've slowly been retreating from God because you've been yelling in the traffic and the, the kids have been driving you nuts and, and maybe you said some things weren't, which weren't quite politically correct. You've said some things and they've slowly made you retreat from the presence of God. And Adam's got to this place here, so much so that now he's hiding in the bushes away from the presence of God. And, I, and you might be here this morning and you go, yeah, but Jamie, you don't know what I've been doing. I had a shocker this week. Like normally I'll yell in the traffic, but this week I let fly, baby. I said some really crazy stuff. My wife said to me the other day, she said, I don't like to talk to you in the car because I don't want to interrupt you. (laughs) Because go around, mate. Why don't you go around? It's it, mate, just good. It's it's a merge. It's like a zipper. We're supposed to merge here. Can't you? You can't do that. It's just like... 
So she says, I don't like to interrupt you while you're having a conversation with everyone else on the road. You're in my lane. When did it become your lane, Jamie? When I got in it. Now it's my lane. When I get into that one, then that will be my lane. Uh, anyway. What? And then God says something. Anyway, in saying that, you might have had an absolute shock at this week. This is Adam has just committed the ultimate sin. He's just eaten from this tree and, and he's just wrecked it for all humanity. He's ruined it for everybody. All humanity messed up for all time. And God still shows up to walk with him the next day. So God's showing up. Where are you, Adam? Are you, don't, you, this morning when you woke up, it's like God's there on the end of your bed and you're going, hey, come on, let's go. You don't know what I've done, God. I had some pretty weird dreams last night. I had a crazy night. I had to be, you know, God, I'm doing. So we, and God's like, come on. Come on, I'm here to walk with you. Every day, every single day, I'm here to walk with you. And then God says this crazy thing to Adam. He says, why did you hide? Why did you retreat from me? Why did you hide? It's like, Adam, you you know it's me you get your life from. It's me that you know you come into my presence and you get peace and you get life and you get joy. But something has happened and now you're pulled away from me. Why are you retreating from me when you know this is where your dreams come alive? You know, Adam, is when you walked in to C3 Powerhouse, and you came in, and you were worshiping me, that I dropped a dream in your heart that flipped everything on its head, and you came alive, and now you're pulling away from that dream, and you're drawing away from me. And he says, why? Why are you hiding from this? You know this is what makes you live. You know this presence is what makes you come alive. Why are you hiding from me? And Adam is in the bushes now, Nude, and he's in the bushes, and he's and he goes through the bush. He goes, God says, Adam, why are you hiding? He goes, I can't walk with you today, God. And God goes, Adam, why can't you walk with me? And he goes, I don't want to talk about it. And God's like, No, come on, you know I show up every day to walk with you. How come you pulled away and now you're hiding from me? He's like, I I can't say what it is, God. It's awful. And God says, just tell me, you know, it's going to be all right. And he goes, God, it's just, God, I can't say what it is. It's, it's disgusting, God. And God's like, Adam, come on, let's walk. Well, I love to walk with you. And, and Adam's like, God, get ready, because you're going to be totally shocked about what I'm just about to say. Are you ready, God? And God's like, I'm ready for anything. Lay it on me, man. And he goes, God, I'm just, God, I'm nude. You imagine God going, Stand next to a giraffe. Is he serious? Is he? Oh, sorry. Is he serious? Is he, you know, on a, I'm nude, God. I'm totally stark. God, no, don't. Don't say anything, God. I'm totally, I mean, it's disgusting, God. I can't look and I can't look away. It's just, it's awful, God. It's, it's just, I'm so disgusted in myself and what I've become. I'm not who I thought I was, God. I've just discovered I'm nude. You imagine God's going, you know, now all the animals are around, like the zebras and, and everyone's, you know, and the antelopes, and they're going, this guy's an idiot. You imagine the antelope going, he's always been nude, and God's going, yeah, he's always been nude. He's always been nude. And he, so he's just found out, God? Yeah, he's just realized. Isn't this insane? 
that he's hiding away from God just because he's had a realization of his weakness and who he really is. And now because of that, he's just realized he's not the man he thought he was. He is pulled away from God and still he's hiding. The cool thing is God knew what he was like all along and God still showed up to walk with him like he did every single day. Ah, and we go, Adam, you're an idiot. You've always been nude. God knows. Somebody say, he knows. He knows, Adam. He knows you're a nudist. You've always been a flipping nudist. And today he wants to walk with you like he does every single day. But now you've had a realization, something about yourself, that you're a nudist and you're pulling away from the presence of God. And we say it sounds stupid, but here's the things. How many times have we been to God? Oh, God, God, it's like us in the bushes. God, I can't walk with you today. I can't be in your presence today. God is like, God, why? Jamie, why can't you walk with me? Why can't you go after your dream? God, I don't want to say it. God, all right, I'll just say it. I can't go after my dream anymore, God, because I'm really not that disciplined. Someone say, he knows. It's like God going, really, Jamie? Really? Because I thought you, I mean, it was hidden from me the whole time. He knows, God, I can't, I can't keep on going on like this and believing for this God because do you know what, God? Do you know the times when I come and pray and then I, I get all G'd up and I sound like I'm really full of faith? I've hardly got any faith at all, God. Somebody say, he knows. He knows you're a nudist. He's seen it all. He know, Who thinks I've been fooling God for years? I do. I think I've been fooling him for blooming years. God thought I was super full of faith. And then I walk out of prayer. I think I fooled him this time. <laughs> he knows. God, it's awful. Sometimes I'm coming to church and I can't wait for the altar call so I can have a little sleep. While they're praying, God, I'm so tired. He knows. God, sometimes I'll be in worship with my hands raised, God, but all I'm really thinking about is lunch, God. He knows. And he still shows up to walk with you every single day. He still gave you that incredible dream. Some of you have been faking it with God, thinking this is going to be amazing. God doesn't know how weak I am. Hopefully my dream will still come to pass. And then we get a bit of a stage and we go, oh my gosh, I've really had a bad week. And we retreat into the bushes. Don't you dare retreat. Don't you dare hide in the bushes. God knows how nude you are. He knew what he was getting when he got you. The scripture has always bothered me in the Bible, that scripture that says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, says the Lord. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. And I thought, you can't say that, God. You don't know what I'm capable of. Somebody say, he knows. That's how God can say, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Because he knows what you're like. He knows what you're capable of. He knows how weak you are. He knows how bad it can get. He still gave you a dream in your heart. Even though he knows you walk around most of the time with like 1% faith. It's fine. It's okay. He knows you're nude. Okay. Anyone nude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just relax a little bit here. And then God says this crazy thing. I love it. The Bible says this, come boldly before the throne of grace. Come boldly before God. You know why you got to come boldly before God? Because you got so many voices in your head that are telling you you got to get back in the bushes. 
You can't get it. No, you, 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 that dream, you've got to give up that dream. You've got to give it up. No way. You can't just come boldly before God. Absolutely no way at all. God says, that's why you've got to come bold. You've got to push in, God. You've got to push in and come boldly before me. Come. Sorry for those of you that are creative theater of the mind. Come with your nude self. Hi, God. I've had a shocker this week. Can I walk with you? <laughs> Sorry, don't. Don't think about it. <laughs> and, and God's like, yeah. And when you don't do that, he's like, where are you? Where are you? And then he says this to Adam, what he says to us. He says this. He says, who have you been talking to? Isn't it crazy? He, didn't say, he doesn't say, what have, you been, what have you been doing? You're hiding. You must have been doing some naughty stuff. He doesn't say that. He says, who have you been talking to? Or in the Bible, it actually says, who told you that? Who told you that? Which makes me think that you must have got it from somebody else. Because what God is saying here is that I would never say anything that would make you withdraw from my presence. If you ever get something in your head, a thought that says you've got to pull away from God because of what you've done, it didn't come from heaven. It came from somewhere else. God will always show up and say, hey, let's walk. Let's go. Let's talk. Come out of the bushes. I've had a shocker. Join the club. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Jamie, I've done terrible things. No kidding. But I was doing it last night. No kidding. Get out of the flipping bushes and walk with God with your nude self. But what will people think of me? Who cares? Somebody told me this. When you're 20, you care what people think about you. When you're 30, you don't care what people think about you. And when you finally hit your 50s, you realize nobody's thinking about you at all. It's probably true. No one cares. Walk with God in the nude. It's metaphorical, so don't actually do that. God says this thing, who have you been talking to, Adam? Adam, who have you been talking to? Because you used to walk with me. Remember, we'd walk every day. But all of a sudden, you become self-conscious. You become self-conscious of your failures and your mistakes. And now you're saying you're not who you thought you were. You become disappointed with your life. And God said, Adam, have you been on social media? <laughs> no, I didn't. But if the shoe fits, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's something about comparison that stops you doing the little things that take you to the big things. Because you jump on social media and you see somebody who's doing this. <laughs> Comparing your day-to-day -day with their highlight reel. You see him doing this, ah! And God's got a little thing, and he's saying, hey, let's do this. Let's do this little thing, Teresa. Let's take this little step. Let's buy this person a coffee. Let's come and spend time with me. Let's read this little bit of the Bible. And you're going, oh, God, no, God, because I want it to take me to there. God, I want to go to there, God. This little thing's not going to take me to there. It's exactly what this little thing will do. It's got the next step, and then the next step, and the next step. He's saying, come out of the bushes. No, because these people are so on fire. Are they really, or are they just good photographers? You know what, uh, don't fall into that comparison trap. Adam left, looking through, looking at the zebras on Instagram. The zebras have got the really academic kids. He's got, oh, always got pictures. The humble brag. Well, I just wanted to show you this photo. Yeah, they've all got A's. Bless. It's like, ah. And the Otter family. The Otter family are all good looking. They're like, mm. just doing all the duck face selfies. Actually, they're so cool they've moved on to TikToks. But that's cool. 
my daughter, 15-year-old daughter drives me crazy. We'll go out somewhere and it'd be a sunset. And I'll say, babe, let's get a photo. Because I'm trying to be cool. Oh, let's get a photo. And she goes, no, let's do a TikTok. So then she's doing all this. And I'm just wanting to take a photo. So now we've got to do a dance in front of the sunset and put it. And I'm trying, just following her, trying to do it. Renegade stuff and put it on social media. And I'm like, okay. And now I look like an idiot. <laughs> Life's tough. Life's tough, isn't it? Who have you been talking to? I work out for a couple of television networks. Uh, Channel 7. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and for another network called TVSN, Television Shopping Network. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, crack me up. And um, uh, with TVSN, I wear a, a thing called an IFB. It's an acronym, stands for Interruptive Foldback. And it's a little uh, earpiece that sticks in your ear so I can hear what's going on. Our cameras are all robotics, so there's no cameraman there. They sit in a control room and, like, playing PlayStation. That's how they control uh, the cameras. There's five cameras, one overhead and four on the floor. And uh, in the control room are the voices that I hear in my earpiece, and I will have a producer in there, and the producer speaks to me and lets me know what products are popular, what products are not, which colors of a certain product might be going better than another. They let me know sales results. They will also let me know information that I might have forgotten to say uh, when I'm speaking with the guest. So they'll ask the guest this or say this. So it's, it's really handy. Then we also have the director in there as well. And the director will let me know which shot is coming up. Jamie, we're on camera four. Come to five, five, five. You're on five. That's the way. That's why you hear in your ear. He will also let you know with um, vision coming up, whether it's a sound on tape, which is vision and audio, or whether it's just overlay. You've got to talk over this. It's just overlay. And he'll let me know how long is left in that. Coming out, coming out in five seconds, four, three, two, one. And then we're back on to you. So he lets me know all of that information as well. And then you have the camera guys who talk to you, but they, they're really just smarty pants and they're saying jokes. Like, touch the guest on the shoulder. Do it. Touch her on the shoulder. <laughs> Sorry if you're a cameraman, but they, uh, they're just in it for a laugh. And uh, they do use the word glockenspiel. They do. <laughs> and if you say it, they're like, oh, it's the best thing ever. And then, um, yeah, so you've got all this. So I've got these three voices in my head. I've got a lot of voices in my head who you've been talking to all the time. A lot of voices in my head. And then I had a guest the other day, and she says to me, she's been doing the show for about a year, done a bunch of shows. And she says, Jamie, I'd like to try one of those IFBs. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's a lot of info. And she goes, no, I really want to try it. Can I try the IFB? And I was like, oh, babe. I don't know if you should. She goes, I really want to try it. Can I do it? And I'm like, it's a lot of info. And I said, all right, if you really want to do it. She goes, great. And I said, there's a lot of info coming in. She says, it's a lot of voices in your head. She goes, it'll be fine. So she gets it up. She puts it on. And we're doing a show with diffusers, lovely diffusers. You know, they're lovely. Anyone seen them? You know what I mean? You see them in stores. And then we've got different colors here. And she starts off the show. And we're talking about the different diffusers. And I said, I like this one. I like the yellow one. The black one's good. And then the producer starts in her ear and she goes, okay, yeah, the yellow one's not selling, focus on the pink one. And then the director goes, move the yellow one out of the way, I've got to get a shot of the pink one. Forget it, I'm going to go overhead and I'll get the overhead shot from, and I want to roll some tape, I've got a little bit of vision, I want to show on this. And she goes, and the pit, 
she stops talking. And I look at her and I was going, told you so. I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, not as easy as it looks, is it? And she's like, she actually dealt on air. She went, and this weird thing, it was like the look on her face. She's trying to process this and say something, but it's just not working at the same time. She's like, and I'm like, flick it out of your ear. It's on the touch of her, flick it out of your, and she's like, flicks it out and she can carry on talking. Here's the thing. I've been doing this for 21 years and I figured out what to ignore. What I didn't tell her is that I actually ignore about 95% of the information that's coming in my ear. And the only voice I really need to hear is the director's because then I won't look like a total idiot when the camera comes back on me. I said that to say this, there's only one voice you really need to hear. There's only one voice you really need to hear. And it's a voice of your father saying, come out of the bushes, let's walk. I don't care what you're seeing on social media. I don't care what your friends are saying. Come out of the bushes and let's walk again. That dream I put in your life, and you've had voices in your head saying, you can't go over that. You got not enough faith. You got not enough courage. You're, you're from a dysfunctional family. You got to flick that out of your blooming ear. Ping! And walk with God says, come out with your nude self ah! and walk with me. I remember the time I, uh, <laughs> nude. I've never said nude so often in front of people. And I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I remember um, the first time I, uh, I had a voice that cut in and on my life. I grew up in kind of a Christian home, and uh, I had about 14 years. My mum was the Christian of the family. She died when I was about 10, and we stopped going to church, and no big reason, we just stopped. And I sort of kind of was a Christian. I, I love God, and I wore a cross, and I remember when I was 21, I was traveling overseas, backpacking, and I was in this place called Eos in the Greek islands, and I was standing there, and I had a bottle of ouzo under this arm because you had to buy them in bulk, like toilet paper. And uh, don't. And one under this arm, and I was uh, and I was drinking out of this bottle of ouzo, and I was smoking something, and uh, and I was chatting to these guys. Sun's going down, nighttime, Greek islands, really cool. And I'm smoking something, and this, this guy says to me, he says, "How come you wear a cross?" And I was like, "I'm a Christian." And he goes, I'm full on, mate. I'm on fire. No, I didn't say that. I just said I'm a Christian. And he says, well, you're a pretty weird Christian. And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> it's funny. What do you mean? Because I was living in the two worlds. Tricky. Too much of one world to enjoy God and too much of God to enjoy the other world. Ah, tricky place to be. And I said, what do you mean? He said, because you can't actually be a Christian and do all of this. This picture doesn't line up. And it was like somebody just saying, you're nude. Here's a revelation. You're not who you think you are, mate. Get in the bushes. You need to retreat from the presence of God because you're not the person you think you are. Those things you heard from your mom and from preachers when you were a kid that told you to keep walking with God, they're wrong. 
You are not who you think you are. You need to retreat from God. That's what I heard in my head. Gosh. Wish I went back to that time again. I would have smacked him in the head. But I went back to my room that night and I took this cross off my neck. Someone say wrong decision. Took this cross off and I shoved it in the bottom of my backpack. Because I knew I couldn't live the life that God wanted me to live. And it was a purposeful disconnection from God. Dang it. And I remember about a year later, I was back in New Zealand. And I caught up with a lady by the name of Joan. Caught up with Joan. Now, my brother told me I had to go see her. My brother is the white sheep of the family. He's Mr. Perfect. While I was overseas for a few years, partying and going crazy, he was at home going to Bible college and paying off his house. Well done, mate. Great life. He's still good. He's still like that. Anyway, hope he doesn't hear this. And, uh, and he said, he said, you've got to go see Joan. Joan's been praying for you while you've been away for the last three years. See, Joan, when my mom died, she became like the spiritual grandmother of our family. And she would pray for us all the time. And Joan prayed like all the blooming time. It's what, like all the time, like all the blooming time. It's what she did. She was 85. And so she had a bit of time on her hands and she prayed. And um, I was terrified about going to see her. Terrified. Because I knew if there was anybody who knew what God had to say to me, it was Joan. Because she had that direct link. And I knew what God had to say to me. Get in those bushes, you dirty, dirty nudist. I was terrified. I remember going around to her house. I'd put it off for about a week. My brother's like, got to go see Joan. Got to go see Joan. I'm like, I eventually went to see her. I remember knocking on her door terrified, 21 years old, terrified. No, I was 24 by that stage, terrified. I knocked on the door. I said, hi, Joan. She's like, come in. She was kind of eccentric as well. And Joan was, just to describe, Joan was very bony. She was 85, super bony, and she was blind in her left eye, and her left eye had gone white. I don't know why, but she was blind that eye. And then her right eye was very, very weak, so she wore a thick bifocal lens. So one eye's very bony, one eye's white, one eye's enormous. And she's, she's like, come in! And I walked in the door. This is probably why she spent a lot of time praying. She didn't want to play. And, um, and, then, and, um, and then she said, come in! And I walked through the door, and she points at me, bony finger, and she says, you'll preach the gospel and, and you'll prophesy. And I was like, what? <laughs> I get the gospel bit, don't quite know what the prophesy bit means. Yeah, but go, yeah, right, cool. And then she goes, come in, come in, come in. And I'm like, what? And I went and I sat down and I was sitting on a chair. And um, she goes and gets a picture of her son. She had five kids, none following the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Praying woman. And, yeah, and she gets this picture, and she brings it over to me. Hadn't seen her four or five years. She puts this picture on my lap, gets my hand with her bony hand, puts my hand on, on the picture, and she closes her eyes and says, pray for my son. He doesn't know the Lord. And I freaked out, and I pulled my hand away, and I said, I can't. I can't do it, Joan. I said, you don't know what I've done. 
It's exactly what I said. I said, you don't know what I've done. And she said, the best thing still that anyone's ever said in my life. She looked at me and pointed at me. She said, I don't care what you've done. God's still got a great plan for your life. It was like his hand came into the bushes and said, come out of here, nudist. It was like, ah, yank me out. And I'm like, ah. It was like she said, he still wants to walk with you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've done this morning or where you've been or when you did it or when you, if you did it last night or you're doing it now, watching online. I don't care what you've done. He still wants to walk with you. He'll still show up every single day. And he says, come on, let's go. With your nude self. I don't care how nude you are this morning, and I don't care how loud that voice is in your head saying, you can't walk with God. You can't walk with God with what you've done. You got to flick that stupid earpiece out of your ear and listen to the voice of God this morning and saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I know what you're like. I know what you're capable of, and I've still called you, and I've still given you a dream, and you still got a great future. It's incredible. So I was praying here this morning, worshiping, thinking of lunch. No, I was worshiping. <laughs> I felt it just drop into my heart, even that maybe we're not in the bushes completely, but there's something that's we got half a foot in the bushes. Just kind of we've we've got the, we've started to retreat from God because of the way we're living, and God's standing there going. Come on. He's got one hand out. He's going, come on, walk with me. But Jamie, I had to give up on that dream because I realized I didn't have enough faith to bring it to pass. Anyone want to say it? He knows. He knew you didn't have the faith to bring it to pass when he gave you the dream. Who would have thunk it? Honestly, you must have the animals in the Garden of Eden. Maybe they're in heaven. I don't know, looking at us sometimes going, he knows. He knew you didn't have the faith to bring it to pass. You nudist, get out of the bushes. Keep walking with God. Everything's going to be all right. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He just needs you out, nude, walking with him every day. It's still going to come to pass. God, I'm not as disciplined as I thought. God's like, Oh, no. <laughs> he knows. He knew you never were. He knew you never were. God, I don't pray an hour a day. God. He knows. Some of you may never. 99% of us may never. He knows. Somebody said to you once, if you don't pray an hour a day, you're not a real Christian. I don't know who that's for. And you've given up on your walks with him. Ah, I feel the heart of God. Because you're not that, you gave up on this. Ah, because you're not that, you gave up on this. Remember when you'd walk the dog? There's an elderly person here today, and you would walk the dog, and you'd talk to me, says the Lord. And he misses you. Gosh, he misses your heart. He misses your love for him. He misses your love for people. Gosh, he misses your love for the dog. He just misses you. Maybe the dog's gone now. And he's saying, can you still walk with me? 
Remember what you used to do. Remember you'd put music on while you were vacuuming and you'd worship me. You'd drop the hoover in the middle of it all and you'd worship me just for a minute. I miss that, says God. Blah. I miss that, says God. I miss our times together. I miss what we've had. I miss when you just, you go to a bookstore and you pick a book up, Christian book, Christian bookstore, and you pick a Christian book up. And I would speak to you, this is the book for you. Because someone said to you, if you're not reading the Bible, you're not a real Christian. Remember how I used to tell you this is the book for you today? Remember how I told you? And you'd get that book and you'd read it. And that would inspire you to read the Word of God. And that's the way you work. That's the way you function. That's the way your gift, your internal workings. That's how you work. Stop this. And this I should be. You know the way you work. You know the way you get ignited in your faith. Gosh, you know what makes you come alive. You know. Don't be talked out of it. Stop it. It's nonsense. So you hide because you're not that. Come out, says God. Walk with me with your weird limp and your weird nudeness and your odd way of doing things and your no faith and your bad language. Walk with me, God's saying. Come on. Come on. Let's get real. Let's get real again. Walk with me this morning. Walk with me. You can't disappoint me. God, I don't know who that's for. You can't disappoint me. You can't disappoint me. God, you must be so disappointed. No. I know. (laughs) I've always known. My God. Let's pray this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're here this morning. And uh, you don't know the Lord. Nikki, oh man, your, your testimony this morning, telling of your, your story with God was so powerful. It's so beautiful. It's so true that sometimes we feel like we don't know God yet. It's weird. We've n- maybe never been to church or went to church once or heard about God, but there's something inside of us that goes, I want God. The Bible calls it eternity in our hearts. It's like a, it's because he made us. It's like he put a little, homing beacon on the inside of us. Bing, bing, bing. And whenever you get into the presence of God, there's something in you now that goes, I want God in my life. I'm sick of just hearing about you, God. And if you'll take me as I am today, God, I want you in my life. I can't be this weird Christian-y thing that I think I'm supposed to be. I can't be that, and I'll never be that. Will you just take me as I am, God, with my weird creativeness and my oddness? Will you just take me as I am? I'm telling you here today, that's the only way he'll take you. I said it's the only way he'll take you this morning. If that's you here, in about 20 seconds, I'm going to get you to lift your hand, and I'm going to pray with you in your seat. And you, I want you to follow me in a prayer that invites the Lord into your life. Maybe you're here this morning. you got one foot in the bushes, one foot out. You are like me, one foot in two worlds. Too much of God to enjoy the world and too much of the world to enjoy God. And you're like, God, I want you in my life afresh. If you want to pray a prayer that says, God, I want you in my life afresh today for real going forward. If you'll take me as I am, God, I want you in my world. Right here, right now, I want to pray for you too. So with every head bowed, every eye closed right now, if that's you, one of those two people that I just mentioned, 
I want you to slip your hand up with every head bowed and every eye closed right now and go, Jamie, that is me. That is me. Slip your hand up and go, that's me. That's me. Awesome. Say, yeah. I want to pray that prayer that invites God into my life. Thanks, man. Anyone else say, yeah, that's me too? God, man. I can't be a weird Christianese type person. But God, if you take me as I am, I'll come. I feel like God's saying, that's the only way I'll take you. Don't overlook this moment. Awesome, awesome. Anyone else saying, Jamie, that's me. Don't overlook this moment and say it's just a little thing. Oh my gosh. This is everything to him. Saying, yeah. Before God saying, slip up your hand. Go, yes, me. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Beautiful. I can feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. He always shows up this time in a meeting to do cool stuff. Yeah. I'm going to pray this prayer now, and I want you to pray it after me. And I want everyone to pray it so the people that are praying it for the first time don't feel weird. Is that okay? So everybody pray this after me. Father in heaven, I ask Jesus into my life. I ask to be born again. Forgive me of my past. Thanks for my future. Fill me with you today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you slipped up your hand, we won't forget you. Hopefully someone will bump into you, the team, and go, here's a Bible that might pray with you. If you need prayer, just ask them. So could you pray with me for a second? I just want to enter into a time in the last couple of minutes, two minutes. So Holy Ghost, of a ministry time. Sounds highly religious. It's not. Jesus said, I'm going to go to heaven. There's another guy going to come. His name's the Holy Ghost. He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to comfort you. He's going to remind you of things. Jesus said, maybe you need reminded of the times you've spent with him. And you need to go to that place. You've overcomplicated this thing, haven't you? You left who you really were. When God's saying, come back. I'd love it if we could just stand and we got the band here and we can sing a song. Right here this morning, I want you to lift your hands. If that's you and you're saying, I want to come back in any stage. Oh God, and if you've left 10%, you're holding back. No more holding back. No more holding back. Let's go to him this morning. Impress it to him. Say, here I am. Sing it out.
nothing I've ever known, God. Never failed. Never fails. Oh, God. I was praying for you guys this week, and I got a picture in my heart of people taking cloaks and putting them on hooks, like a cloak hook, like you would do at primary school, putting them on a hook. And I felt like they were dreams that people had taken off and putting them on a hook, not because so much you were disappointed in God, but maybe you retreated to the bushes because you were disappointed in yourself for mistakes not made once or twice, but hundreds of times, for habits that you felt were unbreakable the circumstances where you were really not impressed with yourself. I feel a hand coming in to the bushes you're hiding in this morning. I want you to look up as you're cowering in there. Grab that hand. Gun Jamie, I don't know if I can get out of this, man. I feel like I've given up on myself. I want you to look up. Just take the hand. Take the hand of God this morning. He's not asking anything of you that you could not do. He's not asking you to do something which is impossible. He's asking you this morning to just take his hand. Some of you this morning have hung up that gift because you did. it's a small coat because you didn't think it was big enough. And you started off and you were full of joy and full of life and full of fun and excitement about God. But then somehow you started to compare what God had called you to do with what other people were called to do. And it didn't seem that impressive. So you hung it up prematurely so it never came to anything but you know the happiest you've ever been is when you're in that gift doing what you are called to do buying coffees praying for people praying smiling doing what God has really and utterly called you to do God's going put take that blooming coat off put that coat back on you'll never be happier than this maybe it's praying a minute a day maybe it's just walking with him come on Come on this morning. Come on this morning. Come with me this morning. the Father's love. What a song for that message. Gee, are you serious? God, you're a big, spongy, awesome, arms open, love machine. (sighs) Somebody say he knows. (laughs) He's always known. Father, let me just pray. Father, I pray everyone leaves here today. There's a big nudist (laughs) running to your arms, not trying to be something, but as we are, in love with our Father, looking forward to an incredible life, walking hand in hand with our amazing Creator. We love you. We praise you today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.